Bitches. I had to add that in. <laughs> I, I see that. Welcome to another episode of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Back from the grave with plenty to talk about and still as unapologetic and unfiltered as ever. Keith and Damn right. Man, it's been a while. It's been too fucking long. It felt like an eternity. It's been over three months. So if you're listening to this, don't adjust your dials, your stations, your your YouTubes, whatever you're listening to us on. And uh, we have a full show today. I'm excited. I know you're excited, man, to get started. But uh, before we dive into this, um, a couple housekeeping things. Uh, Did you realize we've been doing this now for a year? You know what? I thought about that last week. I was like, well, I didn't know the exact date. So I was like, I know it's in January when we yeah, got rolling. Yeah. I believe yeah. it was about the 9th, I think. I'm yeah. not 100% sure, but I can't believe it's been a year already, man. Like, it it's amazing. Fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, hell, and it was right around this time coming up to uh, Royal Rumble. Yeah, hey, we have grown a lot since then. Pissed we a have. lot of people off. You know, we, we've done a lot. And I'm proud uh, of where we are. Yeah, Keaton somehow managed to piss off Dave Meltzer this week. Fuck that bitch, man. He pissed me off. Look, for, okay. First of all, it was all a misunderstanding. Uh-oh. I quoted the wrong fucking tweet. But I don't apologize for <laughs> what I said. I meant to say what I said, just not on that tweet. <laughs> okay. No. This this asshole. Okay, first of all, lately people have been tuning out of him anyway because FYI, I kind of like Dave Meltzer, so I'm I'm not I really used sure to. how to take this. I used to. Oh, just take it like he can take a dirty dick. I don't give a fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> you can't say that. I just did. Damn it. He put, he shouldn't have pissed me off. Well, he, he it's like he's biased. It's, it's he comes he comes off as biased because. He puts over more of the AEW stuff when he's oh, talking no. than anything else. And I'm not talking about just WWE or NXT stuff. I'm talking about just other wrestling promotions. He, like, shits on them and puts AEWs over and, like, he doesn't see a problem with some of the shit they do. Well, he decides that he's going to go on there and say that because uh, so, someone, I think someone made a comment about uh, the Moxley um, Omega street fight, and we you know mean how that you shit, feel about that, that abomination. Yeah, exactly. You, okay, yeah, exactly. I so. He okay. he put that over the the legendary, the one that set the tone, the Hell in a Cell match with Mick Foley and Undertaker. He said Wait, that what? Yes, he had a tweet that says, um, the Mick Foley Undertaker match was basically two stunts, and that's it. And he said I mean, that the, he technically kind of maybe has a point, but I think that's bullshit. I, I it's think very it's much more bullshit. To, I will say it's probably the only match that had an accidental spot that turned legendary. I, and and that, to be honest with you, that match is known for really just those two spots. But if you actually do the research and listen to the stories told about that match and the build up and lead up to it. It's a lot more that went into that. It's just everything went awfully wrong and all the... I, I don't know how to say this. 
everything went wrong in all the right fucking ways. I guess that's the best way to put it, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I, the, compared to that abomination, that's fucked up. I can't agree with that. Yeah, and he 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 said that that was better than what they were doing, but people got on his ass, and they was like, no, because Mick Foley and Undertaker actually told a story within that match. With that match, yeah. Yeah, they, they mean, told even, a story. Even the stretcher job that Mick did have at the beginning and Right, you know, the whole right, tooth uh, yeah. coming out. Little things yeah, came. It, little things was going into it. Right. It's, so yeah, I can't agree with that. But you yeah. somehow managed to get get us blocked by Dave Meltzer. Well, I so, told uh, him that those AEW checks must be must be good. I quoted the tweet and said those AEW checks must be nice. That's all I fucking said. That's all uh, I fucking said. Then I wrote another comment to him uh, under the right one this time, and I said. Uh, because he, he was talking about the two spot thing with Mick Foley and Undertaker. No, he's he's he talked about another show saying that uh they had the same main events, just differently booked. He says NXT has the same main events, same people main event, differently booked. And I was like, well, isn't that AEW's whole show? That's an honest question. I didn't think anything I, was wrong with that. You know, people are going to probably crucify you for talking about they AEW. tried to but you know they they had like less than 100 followers so they was looking for attention they, uh, they listen to this guy oh i miss you uh anyway like i was saying before we went on, on this tangent, unapologetic. unapologetic as always um yeah, it's been a year, man, and I mean, this year is really, like, the, this Royal Rumble is very near and dear to my heart because I'll be there. So, yeah. if you're listening to this show and you're a fan, I'll be there uh, in our um, Best Damn Wrestling Podcast merchandise, no less. So, if you happen to see a wrestling, a Best Damn Wrestling Podcast shirt or a pullover and this is Wrestling Valhalla, that's me. But, um, by the way, that's another thing we're doing. Uh, if you're a fan of our show and you're still here after all this time of us missing in action, um, we do encourage you to check out our merchandise on teespring.com. That's T-E-E-Spring.com, where you can check out all kinds of designs and hoodies, uh, sweatshirts, T-shirts, whatever you like. We yep. appreciate it. Um, but, man, without further ado, I, I mean – this is gonna be a little different. Um, yeah. As we stated, it's January. It's the start of a new year. Wrestle Kingdom 14 was fucking awesome, was it not? It was. It was like, you know, a show is good when you don't pay attention to the time. <laughs> you know, Dude, when you oh, get lost uh, in it. Uh, Okada and Abushi, I didn't even notice it was for almost fucking 40 minutes. You know, and we're not finna talk about Wrestle Kingdom, folks. We know it's over. But it just, I mean, the matches were just so good. And they did such a good job with this two-day thing that, like, you didn't even realize you were kind of to an extent seeing the same people from the night before because mm-hmm. there was so much other stuff going on. It was different. Each night was different. You know, I I, I loved it. I think the WWE should look at this and, and see how to book a major event like a WrestleMania or Royal Rumble you know, instead of having a sick dude, I'm, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to do Sunday, what, fucking 15 hours of just Yeah, you're going to you're gonna be there for about, like, five hours. 15 hours. Yeah, 15 yeah. hours is probably yeah, more like it. Yeah. You yeah, know? you're going to so, have 
Well, I, I, that, that leads me to a question. Recently, uh, a rumor went around that WWE wanted to treat WrestleMania weekend just like Wrestle Kingdom and span it out two days. What would you think about that? What would you think that would look like for WWE? Uh, I would think that would cause that disaster from last year to not happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, with the with the people getting home and shit, I, yeah. I mean, it's just too fucking long, you know? I, I think Wrestle Kingdom, I don't even know how long Wrestle Kingdom was. I think it was like, what, three hours, four hours with the pre-show matches? Uh, let's see, night two was five with the pre-show matches. But, five okay, and a half. So, yeah, I mean... But you yeah. didn't notice because it was I, constant flow. It's so many. Yeah, and what we're about to discuss, it, I'm going to drive home a point as we talk about it when we get into the main part of the show, but I didn't notice, man. I mean, you know, I, there were some clunker matches. Like, I didn't like the whole Bullet Club versus... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, the uh, A-Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. I thought that was a little clunky. Um, you know, I didn't... Yeah. It was a couple of them. I was like, eh, I could have kind of done without this. But they yeah, it was something bad. I didn't it's sit just, through. Yeah, it, it, it was like... Eh. I actually sat through every match, but... You know, uh, Wrestle Kingdom has already set the bar high for 2020 and, 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 and a great year of wrestling. Hopefully, Royal Rumble can follow suit. But from what I've seen so far, I highly doubt it. But, uh, I mean, we, we, I, I, again, I, we're not here to talk about Rumble. We're not here to talk about Wrestle Kingdom. Um, we just got so much going on right now. And, yeah, we've been know, going just, a lot. We, we, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk a lot of shit. Talk, but, we got so much to talk about. Exactly. But what we are here to talk about and the main part of our show today is we're going to do something that uh, we uh, we thought was really cool. So what culture did a best wrestlers of 2019 list? Now, this list was comprised of 20 wrestlers from all promotions all over that they considered to be the absolute best wrestlers of 2019. So we got to passing this thing around last week and we thought, fuck, this would be a good way for us to do a comeback show, you know, our, you know, from our little hiatus or whatever during the holiday season. So, I mean, we're going to dive into this list and just go person by person till we get to number one. And we'll see if we kind of agree on the same things if we don't or what's different. But I mean, let's jump in, man. Um, I think the thing that stood out to me about this list was the there was only one WWE main roster guy, but they had several NXT people on this list. Right. One of them being as high as seven, as top 10, you know, from last year. Quite deserving. Really impressive. Well, oh, absolutely. But, you know, I, most of this list is New Japan based. Yeah. Which is no surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, you know, but um, kicking off the list, we'll go with the. Uh, Number 20 was Shayna Baszler. Do you agree or disagree? I absolutely agree because I, I didn't even expect for her to be on there. But after the year that she's had, it's been amazing. And it's funny because when I first saw Shayna Baszler, she 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 wasn't as good as she is now. She's grown she's grown fast and in you know, a great direction. You know, the thing that really kind of irritates me about her is I always watch her matches thinking she's going to lose and she finds a way to just keep on winning. And as yeah. I'm watching them, I'm always entertained. They're never the same matches. She always got a, a different finish to them or a different mm -hmm. feel. That match she had with Mia Yim 
or whatnot, uh, where she couldn't use her arms, but she won the match with uh like with a with a triangle choke with yeah. her legs. That's fucking nuts. You yeah. know, you would think, oh, they got her now. Like, no, actually they don't. She, you know, I, I mean, that was amazing. I, her finishes are never the same. Now she lacks a little bit on the promos, but she's gotten a whole lot better. But just her mat wrestling is uh, just the way she can tell a story with the match is just bar none. I I I she I'm always not, finds a way to get that finisher on. Like she yeah. always she reverses like she it's one of those submissions where you can always use it as a counter and she always finds a different counter. Like you said, the finish is never really the same. She the always same, has a different no. counter and, like and, 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 and it's amazing. I, I I hardly ever do this, but when I watch her matches, once she got the cure food clutch in, I'm like, yep, that's the match. We're done. You yeah. know, like, that's literally my attitude. Yep, that's the match we're fucking done. They may okay. get one that's rope break. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, but it's, I mean, that, I think she pretty much derailed, and I, I, I still hate that they did this. I felt like she kind of inadvertently derailed Bianca Belair's, like, she was a, she was white hot. And after yeah. that match where she passed out from the Kira Fuda clutch, I was like, I can't believe she fucking got her. That it just never was the yeah, same. Yeah. Bianca's still great, but she's not what she was a year ago, you know. But I, I thought that was pretty good. I mean, I, I yeah, she is uh one of only two women on this list. Uh and we may debate if she maybe should have been higher than the other lady that's on the list when we get to it, but I thought her making the list, I think that's more than fair if we're talking about a body of work. I mean, she was just magnificent all year. Oh, um, completely. Number 19 was a guy that, I'm going to be honest, I'm not ultra familiar with. I got to do some homework on, so we might not go into detail with him. Uh, Yujiri Okabayashi, and I probably just butchered his name. But he's from uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm, I have to look him up because uh, what what culture was describing him as a 246-pound uh, brawler. He actually has a badass nickname, the Stone Golem or whatnot. And, you know, he, he's Ooh. pretty good. But, uh, apparently, yeah, he has a good look this. to him. Apparently, he outgeneraled the ring general. I could believe that. So I definitely need to check that match out. And if you don't know who the ring general is, then obviously you've probably been living under a rock a little bit. And I get that. Uh, but Walter, they, they had a match. I haven't seen it yet. I'm working on it. But supposedly he was tremendous in that match against Walter or whatnot. And he, he's supposed to be pretty good. So, you know, that's one for all Japan. Um, This one surprised me. And I'm just not on board with him like everybody else. And we probably finna have a freaking debate about this. But Keith Lee came in at 18. You know, I think I know what you don't like about him. You probably don't like the uh, promo skills about him. He's just so unexciting to me. Like, I I think he's athletic as fuck. For a guy to be that size and to do the things that he can do is amazing. But... What once it leaves there, I'm like, uh, I'm just not into him. I don't get that vibe, and I'm gonna be honest, NXT's right now is doing such a good job pushing him. Yeah, that maybe he's starting to kind of grow on me a little bit, but I'm like, uh, I mean, you, when you I took a step in the right direction by respecting the athleticism and the in ring work because, dude, dude's 
But yeah, he just after when it leaves those amazing things, he's just not that kind of guy for me. And I think they kind of fucked me up by having him wrestle like fifty million matches with Dajakovic because it's like okay, I'm I'm tired of seeing this. I'm tired, and it's not that they're bad matches. It's just like give I, I need something else to like this dude. I just don't understand why he's. I, I felt like he shouldn't be on the list. That's me. Now I, I like the athleticism. I like the what what he can do. He keeps you entertained. But I'm just like, eh. He I just like him match. because it's it's he's he's different. Like a dude that That's big, true. man, flying and That's doing true. getting that height like that and and doing damn near springboards. This dude is doing three hundred pounds and he's fucking doing yes, spring, like he does he's doing fucking, springboards. This is I, crazy. I, yeah, he's a freakish athlete. I he's just doing Canadian destroyers and shit. Like, yeah, I, dude, you'd have to pay me a fuck ton of money to take one. I'd probably be like, you know what? Nah, not gonna happen. You know, right? I, I, I mean, maybe because he's so different and out of outside the box compared to Kobayashi uh, and another guy on his list that's further up. Like, he's a big guy who's a brawler, but that has tremendous athleticism. And yeah. I just, but I just don't, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, eh, eh, uh, I, I th- yeah, I, I think it's the whole character thing that gets you. I do, yeah, I do believe, I, yeah, because I want to be able to get a story out of it, and I just don't see that. I think he just gets in the ring and does this shit, and I'm supposed to just be okay with it. <laughs> You're supposed to bask in his glory. See, I don't like that shit. And that you <laughs> making my point right now with this list, with that shit that you just pulled, I don't like it. It, it ain't my thing, you know? But, I mean, he has had amazing matches with Dodger yeah. Um, I, He wrestles uh, Roderick Strong tomorrow. I'm planning to watch that for the uh, North American title. But I honestly think he could potentially be – they might be doing a double champion thing, I feel like, this year. I think that's a theme for wrestling this year. It wouldn't surprise me to see him beat Roderick Strong, become a North American champ, and then beat Adam Cole and become. That's the way it seemed like they're building it. Yeah, up because for them to tear down the. Yeah, yeah. I, you but he, if you're gonna push him like that, goddamn it, you better fucking find something else to do other than say bask in my glory. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, he, he's okay though. Um, no, he. Yeah. This next guy I felt was too low, but we. I'm you gonna know, ask you a question. I agree. Once I, Daniel Bryan is 17. Man, that's that's, that's, kinda, that's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. Especially with the 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 successful heel ch- uh, change he had. He but, his heel work was amazing. Let me ask you this: Is it his fault that he's at 17, or is it the promotion's fault he's at 17? I would say the promotion. I'm now, gonna, I'm gonna agree with that. You you will probably love this, but. I would I would say, had he not dropped the title to Kofi and kept the title a little longer, you probably would have been higher on the list. I fucking told you. I told no, you. No, that don't that don't mean that Kofi that I didn't want Kofi to get it. I wanted Kofi Side to get note, it. Let me tell you how good this motherfucker is. The only match I actually really want to see at Royal Rumble is him and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah. I I know he's not gonna go over. He's not going to win because they got to protect the Fiend character, but still, it's going to be a good match. Well, they protecting the Fiend character because, and I called it right here. So it, it, I, I'm saying it right now. Brock Lesnar will some kind of way win the Royal Rumble, and then he and the Fiend will have a match. 
at WrestleMania. If I'm wrong, shoot me. I don't give a fuck. But if I'm right, no, I called it right here. That's what I'm feeling. It's like it's like it's going to happen with this. I, nobody can compete with me thing. You're gonna have the Beast versus the Fiend at WrestleMania. It's it's supposed to sell tickets. Book it. But who do you protect? Do you protect the Beast or do you protect the Fiend? I would protect the Fiend. Fuck the now, Beast. Now see, that, you know, that's gonna out. be a, that's gonna be a little tricky. Now again, remember this double championship thing is a fad this year. All of a sudden, it started at Wrestle Kingdom or yeah. Night of. And the dash for the double gold, which I thought was pretty fucking cool. But, you know, it seems to be a, a theme right now. So uh, keep an eye on that. But remember, I said it. If it does happen, I said I'm gonna it. Dock if it, don't, it. Yeah, if it don't happen, you know, then okay, fine. I, I can dream. But I've been screaming, and you know this more than anything. I've been screaming for the Fiend versus the Beast since fucking Bray Wyatt came back. I just night. want the Fiend versus the Demon. That's all I want in life. No, nah, I think Finn's happy in NXT. He ain't gonna come back. I don't blame him either, because they didn't know what the fuck to do with him. He even made a heel turn on it. Look at the phenomenal work he's doing now as a heel. Yeah, even brought back the Prince character. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, so Daniel Bryan, I think, is a little low, but considering the fact that he took a fucking vegan approach and got over like, the dude got over in so many ways. He he wrestled as a tag team last year. He got over. Yeah. He did fucking WrestleMania with Shane McMahon, who had diverticulitis, and got over. Like, I, I mean, no matter what he does, he gets it. I don't think it's... It, it, he was it, doing it, great promo work, too. Oh, of course. Those Daisy promos. Milk cow. I mean, Jesus Christ. He got a milk cow over on Poor Daisy. television. Poor Daisy. So I think he should have been high. I would have put him in. Yeah, just just for that that custom title alone. Uh, Yeah, uh, okay. I'm just saying that that's different. That was thinking outside. Well, he definitely should have been higher than this. This next guy, Ray Phoenix, came in at 16, and that is a fucking surprise. I wouldn't even put him on the list. What the fuck? Well, no, 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 no. I can't say that. I can't say that. I'm if I was going to put him on the list, he would have probably been the very last choice. But, man, you got to look at the matches he had with uh, Kenny Omega. He had with Pac, with one of the half of the Bucks. I mean, the dude can go. But so can his brother. They are so good at singles, and they do so many. But I think he's on this list more for the fucking acrobatic and aerial shit he does than anything. The stunts? Well, I I wouldn't even call them stunts because Osprey's on this list, too. And fucking, he don't do stunts. Well, Ray, he he does a lot of the exciting moves Acrobatic in the matches. Shit. Yeah, he'll be yeah, entertained. Yeah. yeah, Pentagon is kind of like Matt Hardy, <laughs> a more athletic Matt Hardy. Right. Uh, Ray is is just like Jeff, a more a athletic Jeff. But to put him at seven at, at sixteen over over Daniel Bryan is kind of uh I mean, again, this isn't our list. Uh, is what cultures. Uh, you know, all the credit for the list goes to them. We're just kind of discussing what we read, but uh, I can't understand why they. I I've watched Ray Phoenix, and I'm gonna be honest. I like Pentagon as a single, and I like him as a single. I think they're better as a tag in AEW, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, over Daniel Bryan, I don't know. 
I, I think that's just bullshit. I, I, I gotta get. I think that's yeah. bullshit. And then what matches were? What matches really were they based over the, on? over last year? Yeah, like where were they based I on impact put him on the wrestling list matches? Ta- I would have put him on the list for his tag work more than anything. But I mean, uh, I, I think if they, I think if they were going off the impact wrestling, okay, I see why they put him there. I don't watch Impact Wrestling, so you would have to just really expound on that because I refuse to soil my mind with. Well, they had like tons of matches in Impact, and they their stuff was a little more slowed down, but it was more when it wasn't as organized as they're doing right now. But then again, they that was the only place they were in AAA. They were all over the place, so I think that's why he he, he wrestled in different promotions. Well, they, they talked about matches. that. They said that he's done a lot of work this year or whatever. Yeah, but I I, I just you know it could it, be for I, the hard work. Who knows? Uh, okay, okay. Oh, so we're using the work rate bullshit now, right? Is that I how think we I think that's what they put into their list. Oh, they that's what, what you did all year. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, when you put people on a list, I'm looking at a wide body of work here. If I go to Daniel Bryan, I'm looking at his matches. I'm looking at his promos, the stories he's told, he's told or attempted to tell in this particular case because WWE just whatever. Uh, I, I'm looking at a lot of different things that are going on throughout the course of that year to make that person that way. You know, or whatever. Shayna Baszler, she had different obstacles and over and, and, and matches, and no finish was the same. And although she couldn't promo, she I'm not just gonna look at a guy's work rate quotation mark because I don't really believe in that shit and say, you know, oh, he should be on this list. Now, if that's the case, then hell, I'm sure we could have put Seth Rollins on the list. I'm sure we could have put fucking, you know, uh, yeah, the list goes on, but uh. <laughs> Number 15, Pac. I feel like that's about right for him. I personally would have put him maybe right outside the top 10, but I can live with 15. I mean, I like, I love his work. He can promo. He fucking can wrestle. He does some amazing hot spots. And I think his, what won me over with him is his protection of the Dragon Gate Championship. You don't see that shit anymore. So, this is good for me. I'm okay with it. I, think I mean, he's too close to Ray Phoenix, but I'm okay with it. I, I would definitely like. I mean, this past week on uh, Dynamite, they had him uh, in a match that with Darby Allen that that was pretty good. So I feel like if he has the right opponent, it's definitely going to make him look even better and better. He can make anybody look good. That's one well, thing. That, the matches with Hangman Page were awesome. That, oh yeah, you know, like I wish yeah, that was that, longer. That shit was great. I know. I wish, I know. Yeah, I wish we could could have got more out of that. It's two great guys who tell great a great story in the ring. And Pac, he's not he's athletic. He's not overly athletic. He can work like a straight you know wrestling style too. Right, right. And to be Basically. his size because he's not that big. I mean, he wrestles bigger than what he is. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense, but like I would think he's like this six foot six. Fucking two hundred and forty pound badass, but the guy's probably like six one, six five, six feet, you know. But he's awesome. I I I have no problem, you know, with them or whatnot. Maybe I'd like to see him do a little bit more on this side. I may. I also would have liked to see him in New Japan because that's the best wrestling promotion yeah. in the world today. But you know, 
I'm I'm good with this. I think 15 is a nice spot. I personally would have put it maybe 12 or 11, you know. But I'm I'm good with it. Um, yeah, yes, he's a guy who can stand alone. He doesn't need a a, a heater. He doesn't need a, a manager. He doesn't need a faction. He, no, he's he's everything. Yeah, he's well rounded. He's well rounded. I, I that's what I'm saying. Maybe I'd have put him a little higher. But this I'm good with. I'm good with that spot. I, I can live with that. Yeah. Uh, number 14, Io Shirai. Got a problem with that. Io Shirai has not won a single NXT title match at all. Has not, cannot, cannot promo, but she's over Shayna Baszler. Eh, I would have put her at 20. Well, you got to kind of look at what you, what you said. She can't promo, but at the same time, she got over so well as a heel without even having to Cut a okay, and you you uh, you feel just saying that I'm was a get smooth to, I'm ass get transition. To that. I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. But you feel like that that warrants her being better than Shayna Baszler? I wouldn't put her over Shayna. That's for one. I wouldn't put her over Shayna. But I see how how she's on the now, list. Now going back to what you said, the way that she turned heel was well done, and it's only something that could be done in an NXT or New Japan setting. Mm-hmm. She got so obsessed with loot, with winning the women's title that when she couldn't, she fucking snapped. And it's kind of one of those things, if I can't win like this, I'll have to bring the dark side out. That right. heel turn changed her because when she first came in, she was really fucking cheesy. You know, and I think the only reason that people kind of were okay with it is because she was rolling around with Kyrie Sane. Mm-hmm. But after Kyrie Sane left and she kind of had to be standalone-ish, like you seen the potential there for her to be something because her wrestling is great. But when you don't have any way to kind of put out on a promo and you're not charismatic like that, like Oscar can't really promo either because she can't speak English, but she's so fucking charismatic and such a badass. You don't really give a fuck that you don't really understand what she's saying. You know she's she's the real fucking deal. Does right. that make sense? Especially so, now. Yeah, like so that made a whole lot of sense for like her to like that make that made a whole lot of sense for her to make that change. You know, whatever. I, I just I wish they I I I just don't think she should have been this high. Okay, so if we're just going off of like body of work completely, we're not talking male, female, promo, no promo, language barrier, it disincluded. None of that. You put her over Pac, Daniel Bryan, Shayna Baszler. I, I, I left out Keith Lee and, and, and Ray Phoenix on purpose because I don't think they should fucking be on the list to begin with. But they're there. But you put her over all of those people. So you're saying to me, last year she was better than Pac. She was better than Daniel Bryan, who fucking had several great matches. She was better than Shayna Baszler, who put on match after match and program after program with all these people. And Keith Lee. And uh, do you get where I'm coming from? I get exactly exactly what you're saying. Uh, Yeah, I... I don't put her over uh, Pac or Keith Lee, for that matter. I don't. I definitely don't put her over Daniel Bryan. She her matches have been exceptional this year. At the same time, 
I feel like maybe that's why I keep going back to the heel change. Because like you said, that heel turn was so It was good. phenomenal. And it, she it got well this, done. It was just because no one saw her coming. Like you said, when she and, came in, she was so cheap. without speaking. I don't think she's really spoken much. Right. Who gets over as a heel without speaking and without doing promos? And again, it's different because she doesn't have the charisma that Oscar has to be able to speak. Oscar did a promo uh, on Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in Japanese, and I didn't understand a single thing, but I thought it was fucking awesome. Because it's kind of like a kiss my ass, like I don't even think you're worth talking to in English. And, and that's the vibe I got. She doesn't have yeah. that demeanor about her. Her ability has to show through. She came in real cheesy with the music and the, the smile. and I, But she had a badass nickname, the genius of the sky, Io Shirai. I liked it. But I just like, she's too white meat baby face for me. And she made that turn. And when she beat the fuck out of Candice LeRae with that goddamn kendo stick. Yeah, and then in the chair. Right. I'm like, like, okay, no, wait. I take that back. I don't think it was Candice LeRae. I think she beat the fuck out of Shayna Baszler. But when she did it, I was like, oh, boy. Like, this is different. And then she made the fucking turn. And I'm like, okay, I can can see where this is going. And she's completely changed her persona. Yeah. But even with all of those great things about her right now, that still does not warrant her being 14. To me. I I, I get where you're coming from. I definitely understand that. I I would not have put her against, I mean, over some of the people that's there. But I, I definitely don't have a problem with her being on the list, given what she's done. This year, I, I, okay, but maybe twenty instead of fourteen. Maybe Shayna should have been. 14 yeah, oh, Shayna definitely. De- yeah. Shayna definitely was better. If I can make you turn heel instead of trying to face me again, then you know I've I've done my job. It makes me look better as a heel myself. It makes if me look better as a champion. If you're it, keeping count, because I'm ta- I'm keeping count as we speak. That is uh, three for NXT. So far, yeah, and yeah, we're only so far, so far, all at 14, one for, one for WWE, which everything else, then, uh, Japan. well, you got one for all Japan, yeah, you got one for all Japan. So, um, the next guy will be New Japan 13 is Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, I'm not ultra familiar with Tanahashi in his prime. I'm not afraid to say that, but the guy's 42 years old and still looks like he can fucking work. He does great. For, yeah. Still 42, for, yeah, you know, 42, 43, whatever it is, is fucking old for, for someone <laughs> to, to have wrestled. You know, you, we just seen Jushin Thunder Liger retire. He's been wrestling 30-some-odd years, you know. Uh, and yeah. So, this dude, I remember watching him you know, last year he won the title at Wrestle Kingdom, and then he ended up dropping the title to Jay White at uh, New Dominion, I think it was, in uh, New Japan. I mean, the, and then he had the match with Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom this year. You know, yeah. so the dude's still going. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with this one. I, 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 I I'm not gonna have a problem with any New Japan picks. Because they okay, deserve it. Fair. 
That's fair. I, I mean, not to not to just put it all in. Put it well, all. It's out the there. best wrestling promotion in the world. I, I just feel. I just feel like that. That's the case. I mean, fuck. It's it, just know. amazing. Some of these dudes don't even speak English. If they do speak English, they don't speak it very well. Right. You got some Americans going over there who, and some foreigners who don't speak their Japanese, Japanese their, their language, or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, right. But they have good ass matches, and not just short matches. They have good matches that but last. Dude, for like, they even have guys from like Jay White's from New Zealand, or mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Uh, 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 Osprey is from Jr. Europe. Zack Sabre Jr. is from, uh, I believe, uh, either England or I, I think he's English or something like that. But, yeah, man, they, they got people from – Osprey's from England, or I believe, or, or uh, like either in that area. But they got people from everywhere, man. Like, Yeah. And they have in, great matches, long matches. But yeah. you got people over yeah. here who speak perfect English, and that's the only language they speak. And they can't even have a good 15-minute contest. Just saying. Well, I don't think the language barrier has anything to do with it, but I mean, I think that. Yeah, but you I, would, I will say you my, know. my knock on some sometimes my knock on New Japan it can be a little goofy ish, but like they find a way of of having a nice balance between comedic relief and real shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who the heels are, you know who the faces are, you know what the story is. They're te- they're doing a lot of, of of the things that work for wrestling, but they also mix in a little bit of, of stuff to keep people entertained. I don't have a problem with that. You know, it's not goofy, but it's not like, you know, a fucking circus show like I, I sometimes see on, on fucking AEW. You know, it just... Or, or WWE. The WWE, or, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know, a little so bit on uh, Ring of Honor. That fucking, Some fucking everybody wedding, has that, this wedding uh, uh, story that we fucking having a stomach for the last four or five months however fucking long it's been it's been one day too fucking long i know that that's bullshit you, you know, know why we're stomaching it the- you know why they keep putting it on there because people keep giving it views and shit that's true people keep giving it views. <laughs> fucking true um moving right along uh because we'll be on this list all night yeah uh ooh, this one is interesting now, I'm about to say something. It's amazing what a year can do for you. Right. But at number 12, John Moxley. There ain't no fucking way if he still was Dean Ambrose, he'd be on this list. No. No, he wouldn't be. Because he would be too uh, too capsuled in. They wouldn't let him be this great. The now, guy has somehow managed, not to cut you off, he mm-hmm. somehow managed to be able to wrestle in two promotions, be himself, and he looks like a legitimate psychotic badass that don't give a fuck. I, I the 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 promo, the segment he did the week before last with uh the uh inner circle where he acted like he was going to join and shit. That shit was amazing. But then was. look at the look at the promos and the shit he do, he's doing in New Japan pro wrestling as well. That fucking uh, uh, Texas death match with uh, Archer was fucking way brutal. What <laughs> brutal? But it was enough brutality to look enough brutality to look real. It didn't yeah. look hokey like the unsanctioned match he did with Kenny Omega. Exactly. It a lot of that shit looked like it hurt. 
it made sense why they were bleeding or whatever, but it wasn't yeah. enough to where I'm like, this is bullshit. They're doing this to try to fucking get me drawn in. Does that make sense? I, yeah. That's what the unsanctioned match felt like. He does, but whatever you want to call it, look at the difference a year makes. 12 months ago, as Dean Ambrose, I really didn't, I wasn't into him all that much. I won't lie to you. I never had been while he was in WWE, which makes me wonder, did WWE, when they brought this guy in, ever stop to actually research his, what he did outside of it? Because this is his original persona. He hasn't changed anything. Right. He just took it to a whole nother level. He changed his body. He, you know, he's not wrestling different. Well, this is the thing. Would would you say the credit for being on this list goes more towards New Japan uh, John Moxley or AEW John Moxley? I'm gonna say New Japan John. Moxley. I say New Japan. I'm gonna be honest. No, I'm gonna say New Japan. Japan. He's way better in New Japan. I mean, yeah. he's putting on better matches, but he has so much more people, so much more talent to work with. Though, yeah. I mean, even even what, what most people would consider up and comers or mid carters, his matches with fucking Juice Robinson are fucking amazing. The work he did at G One was amazing, you know, or whatever. This match with Archer uh, was fucking. I, I'm not a fan of uh, what what the fuck was this guy named Chris Archer or, or Jay Archer? Lance I forgot, Archer. But I, Lance Archer. Thank you. I'm not a fan of his because I did. I, I, I he's okay, but I. I I was very entertained by the fucking match. It, it was brutal. I love that damn um that that finish. Yeah, I didn't know what move awesome. was gonna end in the in the table spot. I didn't know what what they were gonna do. But then as soon as he hit the you know the DDT on the two tables, I was now, like, oh this man. This may sound like I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too, but I love his I love his work in New Japan. I love his promos and segments and programs in AEW. So mm-hmm. he does he does a lot of mic work in AEW, does a lot of wrestling in New Japan. You it's it's rare you're gonna see him wrestle all the time in AEW. But fuck his build up to matches and what he's doing is fucking amazing. You know, like I I that fucking uh remember that uh promo trailer he did when he first came into AEW? Yeah. Yeah, like all of that stuff is coming from him, man. And he talked about that on the, I think, on the Jericho podcast, how he just has so many ideas and stuff, and he puts stuff together and just tries things. I think the, that he got creative freedom to go back to doing what he knew to do made all the difference in the world for him. So now when he, because remember, it wasn't that long ago we were saying, man, Dean Ambrose when he wrestles, it's just bad. Like there's yeah. nothing. He's nothing has changed. He just has left a different a promotion and went somewhere else and changed the persona back to what he used to be. And that has just elevated him. I personally think he probably should have been a top 10 guy. But I mean, you know, it's some last year WWE just no nobody took him serious. None. That whole shit Absolutely about the politic fringe and, and shit like that, nobody was taking it serious because he was doing goofy shit. Now yeah, he's playing crazy. Now look, he's like actually crazy. Right, he's actually crazy. Even his move, like that fucking the Death Rider. Like, there's no fucking way he would have been able to use that shit in WWE. They wouldn't have let no. him. Like he yeah, he, he legitimately looks. Yeah, he legitimately looks like he will. He's he's psychotic. 
He the whole persona is so much better. I personally think he should have been hired, but I might say that 15 times on this list. But I uh, the fact that he's on the list makes me very, very happy because I didn't know that you could get this out of him. Right. They never I, turned I, you on to it. Yeah, he it, it just goes to show you how much he was being held back. Which let me ask you this, which brings me back to when he was WWE champion and that whole little exchange with Stone Cold Steve Austin on his podcast. Maybe this is what he was trying to tap into when he kept saying, you know, like he was talking about how he views, you know, wrestling and things like that compared to just why he's not as vocal, you know, or right. he's, he's a, yeah, like that makes, it makes all the more sense to me now because at first I'm like, well, maybe the guy's just not a talker. Maybe he's just not that kind of person. And, you know, but dude, I, it's a totally different guy here. Like, I'm like, okay, well, maybe the guy was so unhappy at the time, even as champion, he just was kind of going along with to get along. Yeah. I feel like that, that whole thing, he was trying to tap into something because you could tell he was trying to take that character somewhere else when he got that title. He wanted to do more, but they wouldn't let him. They wanted to keep him in the box. I don't. I, I really don't think they wanted him with the title because if you notice, they never even put him back in the running for it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that title run they say was so underwhelming he'd never get it again. Yeah, but it probably wasn't his fault. He could just as easily be champion in New Japan right now or fucking AEW, and I don't think anybody would say this outside the realm of possibility. Right. Yeah. Easily. But uh, that that was that that was good. Just like this one is good. What a difference a year makes. Number eleven, Cody. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I I haven't said this about anybody else, but AEW is a blessing for Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because before AEW, when he was in New Japan and wrestling for uh, Ring of Honor and stuff, I thought Cody had uh, he had a mind and for the business he had a he he could promo his ass off and talk you into a building. But when it came time for him to actually wrestle and actually like draw you in to show you why he's great. He couldn't do it for me. That's me. He couldn't do it. But something happened at Double or Nothing that has ta- he has taken off with since then. That match with him and Dustin Rhodes was fucking amazing. And that has defined the entire year he had last year. And ever since then, I thought he was a top five wrestler in the world personally, other than, uh, other than Okada, other than uh, Kota Ibushi, other than uh, uh, Will Ospreay, and probably I would have said fucking uh, Jay White, and most of these people are goddamn AEW, I mean, I'm sorry, NJPW people, but I didn't think anybody else was better than Cody Rhodes last year. That's my personal opinion. I Nobody in WWE Ooh, could touch him. So, th- th- I'm just being honest. Those uh, Other than those four people, he was in that conversation to me. You know, like, I, I thought Okada was great. Okada is a god. He's literally the best wrestler in the world today. Period. Right. We, we, I, I think. think we both can agree on. Yeah. Okay. Other than him, other than Osprey, who I I still think ain't done yet. We may very well be saying this is like it's one A one B next year. He's got. We'll get there. Whatever. Other than them two, uh, Abushi I've liked. 
or whatnot since Wrestle that match between him and Osprey last year, Wrestle Kingdom was fucking amazing. Oh my! The God. match between him and Okada yeah. this year was fucking amazing. The dude can go. He's great. Yeah. I, like other than him, I, I some people say Jericho. I can't bring myself to do it. But I mean, Cody Rose was right there to me with all of them as far as just everything. Everything yeah. and then he's running the company, you know. Just, so and that just to harp on that, he needs to be running the company. They need they need to follow his lead because he's yep. the only one on that show telling the story, building up to the match perfectly. He's the having promos, yeah, yeah, those promos. He's he has a match with MJF, and they've been building for almost a month, and they haven't touched not once. They've been building for them in the building, exactly. But that's that's what a lot of wrestling organizations need to go to. They need to do like Cody. Don't touch your opponent until you have to. You know, drag that out. Build it. And the matches he's having are just top notch. Now, the one knock I will give him is, and I wish that they, I, I hope he stops this at some point in time. It's nostalgic now, but if you keep doing this shit, it's going to get old. Stop bringing in old people to surround you who you with. And what I mean by old people is like older legends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, remember the whole little thing with him and, and Tony Schiavone and how they talk about his dad and stuff and, and everything else. And then he has uh, Arn Anderson being his head coach and trainer now. And then Diamond yeah. Dallas Page and all of that shit. I had a whole if, match with Diamond Dallas like Page. Right, I'd like to see him get away from that, but I can't deny the work he's done this year. And I, again, what a difference a year yeah. makes. It's a very small and, knock, but you know, Co- I think eventually Cody will take over that company, and then that's when they'll hit their stride. That's when they'll soar. When Cody takes over control more, and people start following what Cody is doing, and some of these guys and girls on that roster start looking at him. And seeing how well he he moves in that ring and how well he does his promos, that's when AEW will be even better than what they are. All right. The rest of this list is probably going to be NJPW-driven, but that works for me. Uh, Number 10, Tetsuya Naito. Well, I mean, what what, what can we say about Naito that everybody don't know? I mean, what what is there? Dude is like a rock star. And then yeah, in, Japan, in the ring, he's, he's just, like so he's over. Yeah, he's over. He's majestic. But <laughs> I'm a I'm gonna say this about Naito. Like he kind of like he's hit and miss for me. Like I like him because he's cool. Like he got this the way his persona is is it's cool. I I dig it. But then sometimes his matches for me can be so blah. You know, or whatever. Like, it's kind of like, all right. You know, like, now I, I at Wrestle that. Kingdom, he was he was awesome. He was awesome at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. He was awesome last year with Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom. But I've also seen him wrestle outside of the Wrestle Kingdom sphere and shit. And I'm kind of just like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, he's good. He's very good, but it's just... Yeah, like you know, uh, I think I, some of his promos are kind of blaffing me because he's so laid back. It's like you don't feel the, the sense of urgency or the. Well, he's kind of walking that fine line between being goofyish and, and, and yeah. serious. Like you know, I just, I but I, I was happy to see him fucking win the IWGP Heavyweight Title, 
And they spent all last year talking about how he how he could possibly be dual champion and shit. Again, I think the dual championship thing is taking over this year. I, I think it, wrestling is taking a page out the UFC's book and there's something they're trying, which so far is working for everybody who's trying. You know, if it's done right, it can work. And in this case, it worked. I, I, I think this is a suitable spot for him. He's not quite elite elite, but he's not quite okay, decent either. 10 is a good number, and I mean, the fact that he is the leader of LIJ also helps me tremendously. That's a yeah. dope faction. So, I'm good with that. Uh, this one, I'm going to probably fucking get talked about for, but 9 is Chris Jericho, and I don't really agree with that at all. I would say I kind of get... I, 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 I... I ain't no kinda about it. I do agree with you. Because I feel like he's on this list more because of his promo work and and what well, he's he been throwing on the mic. He has a gift for recreating himself. Like he right. can remake himself on the fly. And I nobody can do that. And it takes the way he does. It's certain wrestlers, when you get to where there are certain catchphrases you can use and they get over. And there's certain things you can do, and it gets over and shit like that. You're you you know you've made it. Chris Jericho's one of those guys. It's very few. You you have a Stone Cold Steve Austin, a Rock, a Chris Jericho. Th- those guys, you know, their their marketability, their entity unto themselves when it comes to just absolutely being over. But I don't think that warrants him being on this list because his fucking ring work has not been something I would just no. No, no. Well, well, yeah. I mean, physically, we've definitely seen the change in him. I mean, I gotta give a nod to him because dude right now has two characters, two over characters that he that's like day and night. He has the Pain Maker in New Japan, and he has Le Champion down here, and they're vastly different. Played by the same guy, but vastly different. Painmaker, he's more ruthless. Got the spikes on his jacket. Got the face painted. The champion, he's he's luxurious. He wants everything. He's like, I'm gonna show my pop belly. <laughs> but I, I I get what you're saying. Uh, match wise, he hasn't really shown a lot. But I mean, look who he's had to wrestle. He hasn't really had to wrestle anybody. Uh, Hangman Adam Page. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but uh, since then, John Moxley, he's gonna have he to had Cody. Cody, he had to he had Cody. Yeah, but those were shorter programs. It's like he's been bouncing around. If he has, a, if he would have had long programs with those three, that would have took up his whole year, and he would have been higher on this list. I feel that's true. But I, I and I think everybody know Chris can't work like that at, anymore at his age. But like, he does good for what he has. Okay, but it, we go back to the EO Shirai argument. If, are we only gonna put? Would you put him over Naito or Pac oh. or Cody oh. or Moxley? Oh, yeah, that's that's a good or ask. Even Daniel Bryan. Well, no, not Daniel Bryan because I mean, and then there's the question of youth here too. Because I mean, fuck, Chris Jericho's in his late forties, early fifties, something like that. 
somewhere is there about. I get it, but so is Tanahashi. Uh, and fuck, I think Tanahashi's maybe work wise, he's probably better than Jericho at this point. Jericho can't even do some of the moves he used to do. Yeah, but he can still kill some shit though too. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, the only move he's really missing is the lion salt. I don't really dock him too much for that. Uh, I mean, I, Jericho. I mean, if you see what he's been doing with the little bit of talent he has at AAW, I I, I would definitely still keep well, him. Well, I will give him credit for he's made some guys. He, I will like, put Cody above him. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 okay. So maybe he's dropped. Maybe he should drop two spots. Right. Uh, Eleven is fair, but nine is too high. If you yeah. gonna just put a motherfucker on the list because of his promo work and the way he's, I mean, he's doing a tremendous job of making guys along the way. That match he had with Darby Allen, he somehow made Darby Allen seem more appealing to me after it was over. You know, like right. he he does stuff. But when you're talking best in the world, Chris Jericho's a legend already. I wouldn't put him on this list. You could have gave that spot to somebody else. Right, because it goes without saying how good but he is. But to be, to be considered in this conversation at this age is pretty fucking impressive. So, oh, it is. You know. Absolutely. Uh, eight, uh, New Japan, Tomohiro Ishii. Um, I've seen this guy like once or twice. He kind of got this Keith Lee thing to me as far as, like, for his size, he's definitely fucking impressive. Um, he's at, he, he's a brawler. I mean, it's the same as, as Yujiri uh, Okabayashi, but, like, I mean, I, I like him. He, he does all right. You know, I think he was in Wrestle Kingdom this year in that eight-man match against Yeah, he was in the tag match. That. That yeah. fucking suplex on uh, on on uh, the general file or whatever it was fucking crazy. I popped hard for that. Yeah, no, those those tag teams. I, that's what I like about them. Their teams in New Japan, they actually work as a team. Like they actually work as a cohesive unit. It actually right. does more for the match. It's not just people trying to get the spots in, trying to get and trying to look good. They actually work well in the system. Right. right. Yeah, he, uh, he, he's a bad motherfucker. I wouldn't want to get chopped by him. Hell no. Uh, number seven. I think this one well-deserved. Adam Cole. Baby. Um, wrestling. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't say nothing about that. Wrestling. Yeah, I, I, I can't say. It, it was, to me, it was past time. Because he should have been moved up back when you had the Magnificent Seven of, uh, uh, Champa, Gargano, uh, Alistair Black, Ricochet. Uh, I remember we talked about Pete Dunn being in that group. You know, it, it yeah. it, he should have been in that conversation at that time. I mean, mm-hmm. the dude can do it all. He's tremendous in the ring, tremendous promo. He can tell us the like he he he's the real fucking deal. And I hope to God that he does not end up on the main roster because he probably won't be anymore. Yeah, he's he's worked so hard this year. Dude's been going hard wrestling with injuries that he shouldn't be wrestling with, but still uh, going out there putting on a hell of a fucking match. And uh, I don't I don't think they'll be able to get anybody to that main roster anytime soon because man, they they're. <laughs> 
They want no parts of that shit. They like, fuck that. We want to stay here in NXT. NXT is about to move to a bigger arena in like the next couple of months. So well, hell, it's gotten to where the faction undisputed era probably can't be broken up. Like, oh no, don't you dare do that. That's yeah, you can't. You can't, yeah. and if you do it, it's gonna have to be in such a way that like it's epic. Like I remember, kind of like when DX broke up. You can always remember the moments that kind of rung true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, when DX broke up, that was the ascension of a uh, Triple H. Triple H. Yep. Yeah. He felt like he had to get away from them to do things, and then he remade DX in his own image after right. he became the guy. You know, and and when Shawn Michaels retired and Triple H became the leader, that was a key spot or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of the way uh, um, um, undisputed era is like, and the whole you know undisputed era draped in gold this year. That whole thing kind of just took off. I, I think this is a good spot for him, and I will put him against almost anybody up and down this list, and he still will fucking it, it, it will still hold its value. I think it's a good spot. I probably would even maybe put him above two of these people on the list that's ahead of him, but uh, again, it, I, I, I'm good with that. I, yeah, I, I have no complaints. Top 10, hey, good shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one is a guy that you may not be familiar with, but I am Shingo Takagi. Takagi. This dude, I think this coming year, New Japan, is probably going to be a fucking handful. I, I oh, mean, they they, they coming for next this year. Yeah, he he this dude his size and and the way he moves and his moveset, he's got speed power. This is what I would want a Brock Lesnar to be. Like, oh wow, that's that's saying a lot right there. I, I like him though, man. He's pretty fucking good. He oh, no. yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. I, I yeah, mean, I saw dude, that. He, yeah, he's a powerhouse that is tremendously quick, agile. I, 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 I think he and he got hot at the right time. I think this coming year you could see a big push from him. And that New Japan does such a good job of taking guys and elevating them. Over. Mm-hmm. So if you had a good, if you if you got hot at the right time and you you did good things last year, you get moved up. So then you start becoming a focal point. Now, it may take you one or two years or whatnot to, to get to that point where you're a main match or a big match at the Wrestle Kingdom or something like that, but you start to see the ascension of guys. Prime example, Will Ospreay. You know, like, you you see the ascension or whatnot, and they do that so well, and I think this is one of those guys that's getting ready to make that jump and shit as, as they transition. But keep an eye on him. I think maybe he shouldn't have been higher than Adam Cole. But I still think that he's he's good. You know, he's definitely really fucking good. I right, keep an eye. Right, right. Um, this next guy, I already just talked about this. Matter of fact, we ended the top five, and pretty much everybody in the top five, maybe except number three. I've already we, we I've talked about, about him, but yeah, yeah. Uh, five Kota Abushi. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, uh, I thought it was Abushi's year to win. Abushi uh, and Osprey had that fucking thriller, and it opened Wrestle Kingdom last year. Wrestle mm-hmm. Kingdom 13 opened with Osprey and Abushi. And it, it, he had that thrilling match 
or whatnot, and of course he suffered that concussion or whatnot, and he missed. Well, like, he, I think a he con- should have had more than a concussion. You saw some of those yeah. fucking moves. I yeah, was like, you yeah. Know? yeah, that, yeah, he's kind of heavy. But Man. I mean, he he missed. I think maybe the first month or two, and then he came back and he competed in G one. He ended up winning the G one climax uh, or whatnot. And then after that, you knew it was going to be him and Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, which is like a fucking dream come true. Yes, you is. looking at a guy who's got a great look, tremendously, he's tremendously quick, he's agile. I've never seen a guy with so with such mix of power, agility, speed, and everything. He he has it all, man. Like that match against Okada went almost 40 minutes. I didn't even fucking notice. And I was so pissed off, and I love Kazuchika Okada, but I was so pissed off that Ibushi did not win because I felt like this was his time. I would have been perfectly fine with Ibushi being double champion. I think that maybe his time is next year, but I also think that he's been a fan favorite for so long that you kind of see maybe a heel turn coming or a turn in the way when he's getting aggressive and and he wants to be the best. I, I, I I, I I got a I got a feeling off of that the way that they kind of you know were alluding to it a little bit yeah yeah the whole thing I, with Okada. I thought he was gonna make it in the middle of the match when he hit that little state where he wasn't like he was he wasn't uh, uh, being affected by the punches and shots like he's about to go heal like when he was not right. like hitting him with the straight shots or whatnot. Yeah, but dude is amazing. I I, I would put Kota Ibushi it, in a match with anybody on this list, and I guarantee you get the same fucking result. And I I didn't want him to go over on Okada because I feel like what they're doing with Okada, they want him to hold it for a while. But then after seeing what they did uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, what they ultimately ended up doing on the second night, I was like, oh okay, all right. Going back well, to what he, saying he that he wrestled Jay White on the second night. Yeah, and it didn't didn't miss a step. Let me just say that didn't miss a fucking step. So yeah, I, I, and that wasn't I, I no think, short damn match. That was like a twenty to thirty minute uh, bout. After wrestling a forty minute bout the night before, like right. the dude is great. I he's I told you to me he's a top five guy. If you ask me my top five today again, I'm talking Okada, Jay White, Abushi. Uh, uh, Cody Rhodes, and uh, I, I, the fifth one is up for discussion. It depends on what fucking mood I'm in, but I mean, I it could be anybody from fucking uh Adam Cole to Will Ospreay to fucking uh, 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 I used to put Seth Rollins on that list, but he has failed to be, but you know, <laughs> to Moxley, it, it just depends on what mood I'm in. But Obushi yeah. is definitely on that list. This is a good spot for him. You can debate it how you want five, four, two, it doesn't matter. He still is in the top five right now in the world today. That, that that's that's good. Um, number four, just mentioned him, Will Ospreay. Whew. Yes, sir. The Mr. Amazing himself. The dude who if gets injured wanna, then comes back stronger. <laughs> if you want to monitor and track the progress of a wrestler and the dedication to craft, look at Will Ospreay two years ago. And then he won a never open weight title at uh, Wrestle Kingdom last year, and that he just took off from that. That match shouldn't have been on first, but it set the bar so high 
and the tone mm-hmm. and, and tenor. I, I, that match was fucking amazing. And then after that, he just went on a tear, man. Like he ended up winning a he went he moved up to junior heavyweight one, and he ended up losing that title to Hiromu uh, Hiro, Takahashi. I can't ever say his name, but Takahashi. Yeah, Takahashi. That match was yeah. amazing. That match was amazing. I thought Osprey should have won it, but I think they're gearing Osprey up to finally be IWGP Heavyweight Champion. I, I feel like that's what's about to happen because they, you remember during the match and shit, they talked about how he's gained weight and how he's gotten in better shape and he, you know, he's finally getting the injury bug under control. He wasn't as, as hurt this year as he wouldn't hurt as much this year as previous times and shit like that. Like, yeah. What this dude can do is just unreal. I mean, just absolutely fucking unreal. He reminds me, I hate to say this, I think Ricochet is amazing, but to me, Osprey is better. Like, I, I just. He is. I, I'll give you that. I, you won't get no resistance met with that. Because Osprey wrestles with more attitude. Osprey. He does. He he, he, does. he has more of an edge to him. He he does the, the, the good flippy stuff that could be. And could really be over with fans, but then he he's gonna make it a battle, and that's what he did. That's what I like in this past year. Like I'm like, this is damn near a completely different dude I saw last year at Wrestle Kingdom. He's he's gotten even better. Like his moveset. I, I was different. hoping he would have won. I was hoping he won a G1, but I mean, I mean, I he got so much more out of it though. Yeah, but. Uh, this is another thing I like about New Japan. You got the G1 Climax. You got the World Tag League. You got the you got the tag teams. It's so many tournaments. And you can't get bored with them because they got shit going on all fucking year. It's amazing. New and Japan there's no is the best wrestling. Right. It's the best wrestling promotion in the world today. I've said it. I don't give a fuck. That's it. I, I don't give a fuck. Debate them I mean, on it. it. I, <laughs> yeah, like I don't give a fuck. If you keep in count on this list, they have six wrestlers, and the closest uh, uh, competition to them is NXT. And technically speaking, two of AEW's re- uh, three wrestlers that are on the uh, uh, well, four because of pop. Two of those guys wrestle part time for New Japan. Why do you think yep. that is? Shit, because they know they're at the top of the mountain. They know that money is about to start uh, rolling around, too. And why would they leave New Japan when New Japan is expanding to America? Um, This next guy going to be quick. I don't really know him. I, I I don't give a fuck. If you do know him, please drop a comment in our section and recommend some of his matches and things. Um, Kento Miyahara, and I believe he's in all Japan. I'm not yeah, all really Japan. familiar with him. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. We haven't watched any all Japan. Japan, yeah, no, ever. So again, if you know him, if you know any good matches you could recommend, drop a comment in the in the section and let us know, and we'll definitely check that out. Um, number two, see, five and two could have been switched for me. Four and two could have been switched for me, but uh, Hiromu Takahashi, number two. You know what? I see this and I can't get Russell Kingdom on my mind because his facials, the facials he was using when he was battling Will Ospreay, it's just, he did so much to, as as much credit as we just gave Will Ospreay, I gotta give credit to him too. 
being able to put that stuff over and then get his shit in too. I mean, this dude, he he just correct me if I'm wrong. He came back from a catastrophic, almost a cat- injury. Yeah, it was right? a catastrophic injury. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way he came back, he still, you know, um, doing work and able to take them bumps and able to go to the distance like that. I'm impressed. I put him on a list for that reason alone. Uh, he's definitely good. I just don't know if I. I think Abushi's the second best wrestler in the world. Like I, I, I do, and I, I to have I him feel like Abushi overshadowed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm kind of not really feeling it, but you know. Well, see, I, I had that again. feeling when when everyone was calling Kenny Omega the best bout machine, which he was at that time. I felt like Obushi wasn't getting a lot of credit because people looked at him as, oh, that's his partner. You know, that's that's his friend. He's Kenny Omega's yeah, friend. Yeah, but I got to ask you, I mean, do you today, do you think that maybe some of these dudes on this list made him into what he is? Of course. Of course. And it's not necessarily just... I, I mean, I know people oh, are you crazy, but... I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think. Well, they're veterans. Well, some guys you gonna have chemistry with. For instance, Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania three. You'll never see that again. Out of, and you never saw it out of either one of them because they just had that chemistry for that moment. I think that's what Kenny Omega is. He had chemistry with the certain with certain people at the right moments or whatnot, and it just really shone through. He can wrestle. But I think he needs the right people in the right moments to do so. AW ain't got the right people, and they damn sure ain't got the right fucking moments. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I he didn't, you know, to to I'm sure if they had done this list last year, he would have been on. He's not on it this year, you know. And people can t- say all they want, oh, like it's because he's been stepping back and this and that, but. I mean, you can take a reduced role and you don't go from being the absolute best to not even being considered. You know, I think it, it has a lot to do with that. But I, I digress. I, I really feel like Bushi should have been number fucking two. But Takahashi is pretty fucking good. I, I the, Again, the, the all of these guys in the top five to me, minus the Kento guy, have the right combination, speed, agility, uh, uh, power. They, they brain presence. Change. Yeah, exactly. They charismatic. They got that. Yeah, you know, all of them. So he he is no different than the other guys. But uh, there ain't no dispute. Number one, people. If you don't know who number one is by now, you probably need to go go watch a whole lot of wrestling. But number one, Kazuchika Okada. Do we need the rainmaker? Do we even need to talk about this? We don't even have to elaborate. Just his name says, man, look. Look up Kazushka Okada. The dude is, man. Dude, I'm a lost You know what? D- let me tell you something. You always know, and, and it sounds crazy as fuck, but you uh, you always know a really good wrestler, like w- the ones that are just gifted by this mm-hmm. one little thing. If they can clap in the middle of the match before they do a move, right. his drop kicks, he always claps. If you go back right. and watch Ricky Steamboat, 
he used to clap before he did a hip toss. That's how you know they're into it. Bro. Yeah, well, but he he's smooth. Everybody yeah. said that about Ricky Steamboat too. Like, man, that clap before the hip toss or the drop kick, he's he's so smooth and he's agile and he can. The thing I like about Okada, he can take a match, and you can tell him go out there and put on a forty-minute match. You're gonna get a forty-minute story. He don't go too mm-hmm. fast. He he, the spots are just right. So when he beat Abushi, they told a story, and they 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 really kept my attention the first thirty minutes. The last five, I'm on the edge of my seat because I'm like, okay, what is it gonna take? Like you didn't done. Hell, the match, the the two out of three falls match, he wrestled with Kenny Omega, or what? No, yeah. I think the year before last, same thing. I didn't even notice that match was fucking an hour and a half. I have, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this dude's doing stuff you don't see. You don't see guys doing forty minute matches and shit anymore. Well, it felt like they had three matches all in one. It was great. Yeah, yeah he he's telling the story. His interests are outstanding. He he finds the right spots to do stuff. Or whatever. I mean, this dude, and, and and he's so versatile because for his size, he can almost wrestle any style. He, right. I mean, he he does a little bit of everything. He can do some high, he can do some some high flying shit. He can be physical. He's got power, you know. And, and his his style varies. I mean, you can go from a tombstone to a fucking, you know. Uh, uh, I'll never the, forget that spot. Yeah, the rainmaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he. That match with Ibushi, it was like, this is just so much better. Like, I, I mean, so much better than anything I've seen. And if you look at him when he first started, he's he's had a healthy grind. He really yeah. grinded to get where he is. And he's been yeah. wrestling. He's been in New Japan for like, I want to say, shit. Since 2006, 2007? They say he started wrestling at like 15. Yeah, he's not even thirty. I think Okada's like twenty. He's still very young. Yeah, yeah, he's not even thirty. So, and to be honest with you, and again, I don't give a fuck. Write me. Uh, I think Okada's was better than Omega, but Omega got the Omega got the got the 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 title of the best wrestler because of the fact that he just was more charismatic. He benefited from being in Bullet Club. I, I, that's mm-hmm. I think it, that tremendously he benefited from being yeah, in Bullet Club because they were already had, established. Exactly. I think that had more to do with it than just looking at, you know, the the actual. And then Okada doesn't come over to the States all the time. He stays almost mm-hmm. exclusively in New Japan. Kenny was wrestling here in the States and mostly over in New Japan, but he had fucking matches at Ring of Honor. He had the all in thing. Okada wasn't even at all in. No, he wasn't. You know, he doesn't come over here to wrestle much. But mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, man, if you look at the stories they tell with him and, and how good he is, you could put him in a match with anybody, anybody. Right. See, with Okada, I, I, I really thought going into this Wrestle Kingdom, I was like, there's no way he could get better. He hit the ceiling. There's no way he could get better. He can't get better. And he shut me the hell up. <laughs> he's like, he's like, watch me get better. Yeah, he just keep doing it. 
I, I don't get tired of watching him. You tell me it's a match with him on, I, I, I'm for it. I, I can watch that. that. That'll work for me. The only other person I get that vibe from, I'll talk about in a second. But I, I don't think there's no disputing this one. Well, you can dispute a lot of other spots, but number one, without question, yeah, nobody else is, is the best wrestler in the world today. He, I get Ric Flair vibes a little bit when I think about Kazuchika Okada because you can literally put anybody in there with him and he going to... Make him look like gold. Exactly. It, I, I don't give a fuck who it is. So, yeah, that's the list. Again, this was what culture's best wrestlers of 2019 list. Um, Let's do something real quick and then we'll just close this thing out, Keith. And, uh, we're going to do snubs. Got anybody in particular that you thought should have been on this list, and why, or do you think it's pretty good as is? Let's see. I mean, for uh, I mean, other than placement, I'm kind of good on it. I don't uh, really have too many other people in it. I, I would say that if there is anybody that I would like to have seen on it, it would have to probably be uh, no, no, I'm not going to give him that. No, I don't want to put the What? No. <laughs> At first I was going to uh, put somebody on there, but uh, I think that's a brain fart. I don't think they deserve to be on that list. They they need to prove some shit to me. Well, who the fuck is it? Share it with the group. <laughs> People been not coming at me for this shit. Uh, I would say, well, no, I, it can't nobody come at me f- for it because I, I, I feel like it's, it's uh, it, it's, it's uh, a, a good pick. I would say, um, Alistair Black. I like what he's been doing, but I think, yeah. I think it's because he he needs to do more work, and it's his placement. I don't think people have a problem with that because at this stage they probably know it's not his fault. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see. A lot I would of need something more mainstream from him now. Maybe right. like a year ago when he was in NXT, hell yeah. But yeah. like because you don't you don't see much of him, I can I, I can understand what people be like. And eh. um, you got anybody else? No, I don't have anybody else. I have probably several. Uh, one of the one, the one that's the most obvious that stands out to me is uh, Switchblade Jay White should have been on this list. I, I thought, uh, I thought that, about bringing that up, but then I uh, Jay I, White, Jay White's twenty six years old, and he's almost, almost, not quite, almost as good as Kazuchika Okada. He can wrestle with anybody in the top five, and he did wrestle with with two people in the top ten at, at Wrestle Kingdom. Like Jay White is fucking. Amazing. Yeah, I thought about that, but then I saw what what they had him, what they've been having him do most of the year, and I see why he didn't even make the list. Uh, this one may get, raise some eyebrows, but I don't give a fuck. I think Nick Aldis should have been on the fucking list. Yeah, people don't uh, even tend to look. Nobody there. knows how good that dude really is. Nick Aldis is fucking amazing. He should have been on the list. I mean, he can do almost everything we described on this list in this show and is very good at it. And I think the only reason he's not on this list is because he's in NWA. Yeah. If he was anywhere else, he probably... And that's a shame because NWA has some talented, talented people. 
But uh, uh, Nick Aldis most definitely should have been on the fucking list. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I think fucking Bray Wyatt should have been on the list. If we going off a of persona only like mm-hmm. they did with Jericho, the Fiend is one of the hottest things going, even in a promotion that's as cheesy and stupid as WWE is right now. Right. I I think they... I wonder what their criteria is. Like, what what's the start date of the the rank of your best of 2020? Well, I mean, uh, I, man, that's a good question because I'm not sure. I, yeah, because he he came in like earlier in the year, but kind of like close to the summer. Uh, here's another name for you, AJ Styles. They fucked him off at the end of the year by making him kind of relegate him to mid card status, but mm-hmm. AJ. From the he still be doing what he's doing. Yeah, he still, yeah, he still is great. I think AJ could have made this list over over some other people. Um, I feel like I, I think I didn't named everybody. Um, I, I I think I've named everybody. I was I was shocked I didn't see uh, Tessa Blanchard on there. That's for sure. No, I, I, no, no. I'm not no. talking about I'm not talking about what she just did recently. I was talking about because like you let can, me tell you another name that shocked me. Becky Lynch didn't make the list. She that doesn't shock me. WrestleMania. That doesn't shock me. I mean, that main event at WrestleMania. If it was better, then maybe yeah, they would have looked at her more. But then it's just like ah, it didn't live up to the hype to me, especially okay. with that ending. Well, yeah, the ending was garbage, but I mean, the fact that she did something that was trailblazing like yeah. that, I, and I she, felt like... She actually started the... She was actually one of the first mainstream person uh, of last year with two belts. Right, that's what, yeah, that's kind of what kicked the whole two belts, because I think that's just a trend right now. Yeah. Yeah. But it also, to me, was a slap in the face to the women's division because you got so many other qualified people. Dude, where the fuck is Ember Moon? Oh, torn Achilles. Ooh. Yeah, torn Achilles. Sucks. It yeah, really fucking sucks. Suck. That does yeah, suck. She's out for like almost a year. She's down really for a while. Damn it. And she okay. said she was just about to get a push, too. She did an interview with uh She with, just can't yeah. stay she can't catch a break. Yeah. But she's only had like two major injuries, but that's like a terrible injury to have. Achilles? Man. Oof. But yeah, I mean my the main person, main two people to me, Switchblade J White for sure. Nick Aldis, I, I could take some debate on, but he should have they they could have considered him. I, I'm gonna tell you another guy would have considered minus the neck injury, Tommaso Ciampa, for just I mean for everything. Yeah, if he would have kept going, yeah, definitely. You know, shit. I, but overall, I thought this was very entertaining. Like again, when I seen the list, I was like, we had to like we got to talk about this, you know, or whatnot. But I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, the final the final tally was uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling led with seven total people. Uh, AW and NXT tied for second with four. All Japan had two, and WWE had one. I see no issue with that. I don't either. I personally think New Japan could have added one or two more people. 
Um, but it, again, if we were if we gave New Japan marks for for Jericho and Moxley, they'd be talking about almost ten guys. But oh just, yeah, yeah. So we I I didn't even do that. But I think again, New Japan Pro Wrestling is the best promotion in the world today. And until that changes, you know, it, that's gonna be what it is. But um. Well, folks, I mean, I think we have covered everything that we were going to cover. We hope that you've enjoyed uh, us talking about this list and that we can get you engaged. And if you liked it or you disagree with anything or you even feel like there was somebody left off the list, uh, feel free to comment uh, on the episode and also hit us up on Twitter. Um Best underscore damn podcast. Is it best podcast? God damn it. I can never remember the fucking for, head Twitter handle. For Twitter, is damn podcast. There you go. There you go. That's, that's, um, that's where you're going to find us most of the time. Yeah, but yeah, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. Also, if you're a, a fan of our, uh, of our show and you like what we talk about and you just want to kind of represent us, and we truly do appreciate it, uh, then don't forget to check us out on teespring.com. Again, it's T-E-E spring.com. And without further ado, we look forward to bringing you more unapologetic and unfiltered episodes of all things wrestling. And this has been another great episode of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. We'll catch you next time.